0: I want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the halo talks, 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to a thousand by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on chartables, top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC at the pleasure of bringing Eve in from Band of Hands, which is going to completely change the way you think about talent management and how you're gonna run your studios, health clubs and Halo related businesses in the future and in the present. So Eve, tell us your story and how you came to come up with this type of business model.
1: Pete, you're awesome. Thank you so much for that great introduction. We're going to keep you. And maybe they could double your wages. (laughs) We've got a fantastic opportunity. He's like, yeah, maybe not. We've got a fantastic opportunity to help everyone thrive. Small business owners out there are going to love this. And the reason they're going to love it is because they don't have to be an employer any longer. You can be a firefighter and you can start your own business without having to worry about unemployment claims, workers' comp claims, wage and hour claims, especially in the state of California. We take care of everything. We offload and mitigate the risk of being an employer and we put it on our shoulders so you can focus on bringing more members into your studio, selling more widgets. You can do what you got into business to do and what you love to do, what you're passionate about doing and leave the rest to us. That's what we do.
0: As you think about, you know, starting a business, you know, the reason to start a business is to gather people together to solve a frustration. So talk about some of the things that you see what it's going to free people up on and how this is going to redefine how operations are set up and what your labor expense is or how you have to put more resources towards HR or player personnel, as we like to say.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You do start businesses. You gather people together to solve for a challenge, to solve for an issue that's happening on the planet. And band of hands is definitely that. We came together to solve an issue for small business owners. 98% of all businesses in the United States of America are small businesses. They have less than 50 employees. And what they are getting into business to do is to make a widget, is to help somebody's quality of life be better, is help somebody lose weight, get healthier. That's why they're in business. It is not to make sure that every single box on your 1099 is filled out properly. Right. It is not to ensure that people are doing all their onboarding, offboarding paperwork correctly. And it's certainly not to spend time in a courtroom when you get their time off request wrong. And that's what's happening right now in our very litigious society. So what Van of Hands does is we come in, we take care of all of your employees by making them our own. We roll out the red carpet, put on the white gloves, we make your employees our own employees. You still get to tell them where to show up, what to wear what to say, how to act. We do all the back office stuff. We're the squirrels on that little ball in the background, making sure that they get paid on time, making sure they get benefits, which you don't have to pay for. And we also make sure that they get everything else that they need from an HR perspective, a payroll perspective, and you don't have to worry about any of that. We take care of them.
0: So when you think about this business model, and you could disclose this or not, but is this being deployed in any other industry where you said, why are we not doing this in this industry? Or did you say, you know, the entire staffing and labor market in the U.S. is being mismanaged or both?
1: Yeah, so the entire, it is a challenge to manage your staff these days. People lie awake at night wondering, well, what if I miss this? What if I don't do this? What am I going to suit for that? There is a huge challenge in the United States right now with the small business owners to make sure that they got it all together, all together. And that's something that we absolutely solve. Or we make sure that every I is dotted and every T is crossed so they can focus on bringing those new members in. Nobody is doing this. And here's what staffing agencies do. So I own a staffing agency. I will charge you a markup above the pay rate. Right. We also function as a PEO. The PEOs become the employer of record. We also function as a payroll company and an HR company. All of those are going to cost you money, period. They're going to cost you whatever the cost is for that HR person, whatever the cost is for the payroll, et cetera. We, for $12 per person per week, do it all for you. So you don't have to worry about darkening the door of a courtroom. You don't have to worry about somebody didn't get paid on time. We take care of it all. And that is only for $12 per week per person.
0: When you look at the recruiting side of this or or the front end, just so I can explain this to others, if I'm a, a studio operator, I'm going to do my own hiring and then basically onboard them on the band of hands. Or do you have either now or in the future, you know, basically like pre-approved talent that you are going to be, you know, a lead generator for them as well. Explain that part.
1: I love that question. We take all of your employees or one, you can put them all or just one on our platform. You can also go through our platform to identify new talent. We have a funnel and a pipeline of talent on our system already, already pre-vetted They've got stars, their background screen, all of that. So you can pick and choose who you want to work for you at any time. They can also move seamlessly across the organization if they want to piece together a full-time work week. If you're a multi-unit franchise owner, our system is perfect for you because you can take me and put me at all your different FEI ends and I just get one W2 at the end of the year. And I also, of course, get benefits. So you, as a business owner who's not giving anybody benefits right now because you have to pay for them, you're not letting them get over 30 hours in a week.
0: Yeah, my buddy and I owned the, uh, a small business um, selling coffee and, and uh, sugar donuts. So I've, I've graduated from uh, that part. But we actually took some of our best employees. Unfortunately, this was years ago. It said you could only work 29 hours a week, and we're basically excluding. Some of the best talent because of the inefficiency or cost of getting them to a full time employee and benefits and the other, you know, quote unquote taxes on labor that we were making bad business decisions because of the structure that was put in place.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. And that's what people are forced to do today. And there's a lot of examples, especially in Southern California, of, you know, waiters and waitresses needing to leave their place of employment that they've been there for five, 10 years because that organization can no longer afford to give them even more than five hours. Right. And so now they're having to go to other companies and what's happening is they're losing their best employees to other companies that can give them more hours on our platform. They don't have to do that. You know, they can walk in and clock in and five hours at your restaurant, walk in and clock in 15 hours at my restaurant. They can stay and they get that one W2 at the end of the year, which shows financial stability for them. They can apply for house loans. They can apply for auto loans. Because they're only showing one W two from band of hands, not fifteen different W2s.
0: So, you know, in, in the um in the in the tech world, they say this this will be a disruptive technology. Um, where you're building is a disruptive mm-hmm. business model. Um, and also I could see if I was to put up like a schematic of band of hands as kind of a, an amalgamation of like ADP paychecks, Kroll, your CPA, um, your head of HR. um, I mean, there's probably a laundry list that we could put a really cool schematic together on of like, here's all the things that are not needed uh, when you outsource it to us. I would think that one of the primary questions that a studio or multi-club operating would be, do I have someone to call directly as if I'm calling my head of HR? Or do you have a team that's basically Mm -hmm. managing that where they can access a database? Because I think that's one of the, important parts that there's a human relationship with the company that's doing the outsourcing. So talk about how that's evolved in your infrastructure.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. Everybody's talking about AI this, AI that. They want to maximize their efficiency. They want to maximize their profits and they want to de-emphasize the human touch. Well, I think that's foolish, especially when you're in the business of people, right? right? That's That's
0: our our concept. I just said this same thing at an event. I'm like, (laughs) you can't do artificial intelligence until you have intelligence. And also you use it as an excuse to have relationships. Thank
1: you very much. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I think we're on the, we're singing out the same sheet of music, Pete. So yes. Do you have a physical person on the under, other end of that phone for the HR side? Since you brought it up, our HR professionals have a minimum of 30 years of experience and they're SHRM certified, right? So you're talking to somebody that knows how to keep you, out of hot water, right? So you've got all of those. We've got our customer service. That's Like I said, it's white glove. We want you to feel like you're the most important person on the planet at the time that we're talking to you. And we have to ensure that um, as far as the employees go. So that's where the employers, they can call the employees. If they've got a worker's comp issue, unemployment issue, they've got the same hands that are holding them through their um, employment process to help them with any grievances that they might have. And again, the service level is top notch. It has to be. We are going to be the largest employer in the United States. Nobody's saying no to us. No employers are saying, no, I don't want to relieve myself of the headache of being an employer. Right. No employees are saying, well, no, I don't want to be a part of a platform that, that gives me flexibility, right? So put those two together, you've got a nice little rocket ship.
0: So, you know, when you Tell think about Elon Musk, when, when you think about um, this industry over time, Dave Gannel and I have been in it since, you know, I've been in it since 1999. Um, People used to do their own billing and they used to run credit cards. Um, They used to have the tape coming out the top to see which ones went through, which ones didn't. And then ABC Financial, which is now ABC Fitness, that probably manages the billing for 16 plus thousand bricks and mortar locations around the world, had a call center in Little Rock, Arkansas. And when the member dialed, they would pick up and they would say, you know, um, Pete's Fitness, you know, Manhattan Beach, or, you know, uh, Nasby's Boutique Pilates, right? So they basically outsourced the entire billing, member management relationship system, and all the calls, thinking that it was somebody at the location. And it was way more cost effective to use ABC than try to find someone that you would trust that would do all of your receivables and, and collections if you had one studio. So it was 5.8% of what was collected, which if there was a million dollars, $58,000 employee, that was like your break even point, if you will. So I think that's probably the best analogy on what you're, right. you're building out. Um, you know, would have been, you said that there's a lot of, uh, you know, client wins. Are there any that you could disclose or, case studies that you can talk about? Because obviously this industry is, who else is doing it? How yeah. successful can I call them as a reference?
1: Yeah, for sure. So the fitness industry definitely is a goldmine. We had no idea how powerful it was going to be when we dove into it. Uh, AB5 in the state of California has literally made it uh, impossible, illegal for fitness professionals to be 1099 contractors, which is what every fitness professional was. And so there's a city up in Sacramento right now that's going through a lawsuit. Lawsuit. They're going through um, some claims from the government, the state government of misclassification. And so that's costing them a pretty penny. We've got, um, I could give you an example. There's a realtor. She was a single shingle and, um, she hired the wrong person. And that person, uh, has caused her a lot of grief. And we, because that person is on our payroll, she's our employee. So we've spent thousands of dollars in legal fees defending um, our client. And that client doesn't have to pay any of it. We had a slip and fall on a caterer. That caterer simply picked up the phone and said, Susie Q slipped and fell and hung up the phone and went on to their catering business. They didn't have to take any of the phone calls from the workers' comp, the doctors. We managed all of that. And again, it's all in that $12 per person per week fee. So the employer never has to worry about that stuff again. Just bring in the right people or the wrong people. Because if you bring in the wrong people, we get to fire them.
0: (laughs) Right, right. You have to do that. That's a really big deal, especially given the levels of responsibility and trust that you have to have in that one person. And given the average life of um, an employee these days, um, I said to my dad, you you have the cleanest resume I've ever seen. (laughs) I work for two companies. You know, and then you see people today are you know in their forty-five to fifty-five. They probably had six jobs already uh, or more. Um, so right. you've been at this now for five years. So give us a little bit of um, you know how how's the process been? Um, you know, speaking as an entrepreneur, you kind of you're now at the right place at the right time, um, and it takes time to build real values. To talk about how you think about your progress, maybe if you could give some wisdom to your five-year self prior and say, Hey, this is what is going to happen. Like fasten your seatbelt. Give us some highlights of that.
1: (laughs) Run while you still can. (laughs) Um, The challenges were interesting. Of course, we have the whole pandemic to thank for that. Um, We started out as a 1099 platform and because of AB5, we shifted into that W2 platform. So, Lessons learned on that is, is a very positive, right? When, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. And we definitely are doing that. Our CEO is extremely visionary. He can um, just, t- we can turn on a dime because we're a small startup. Uh, he's not afraid to ask the question, what if or why not? And with my background in staffing, I came to him and I said, look, we can get a screaming good deal on, on a markup. And we can, we can just mark that up, right. And make our profit that way and have this huge database full of millions of employees where people can just pick them off. Like, you know, apples on a tree. And he said, well, what if we don't mark it up? Right. And so it's having a person uh, and being a part of a team that, that is not afraid to say, well, what if, and breaking the mold and breaking the way things are done. Um, if I had a message for my former five year before self is just hang on because yeah. that's, That perseverance will pay off in the future. You've got to surround yourself with people that aren't yes people that are going to challenge you, challenge the way you think, challenge the way things have always been done in the past, because in that you will be very successful. Um, And so that's what I would encourage all the listeners to do is it's very easy to slip into what you've always done or how it's always been or the people you've always gone to for advice. I would challenge you. To think outside the box, go to somebody that you would normally ask for advice for. Somebody that has no no idea about your industry, go and ask them a question because that's how our CEO had his idea. He's no idea how to run my industry, and now we're going to be in the forefront of it.
0: Yeah, now I I was um, pre-pandemic. If there was a trade show I was going to, or or city I was going to, um, there was another industry trade show I'd go to. I'd kind of crash it for not that long, but you know. 30 minutes 60 minutes if I can get on the floor just to see if there's anything right. that's transferable or anything that somebody's that's doing that is is a is disruptive in their industry that we could potentially move into ours from from a standpoint of how you get the message out you're going to get some pretty big companies and those companies historically have been very sticky businesses like in in the example I, I referenced before with ABC you know, that company is filling your bank account every month, right? Me to come and say, okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with this other company to basically control my revenue. <laughs> it's going to take me a little while to digest that. It's got to be worth my while. And I got to get to know you first. You've got to get other uh, references. And I've got to really believe in your team and your technology. Um, so you going into a client and saying you might be on, uh, let's just use these as examples. So you can say yay or nay, but ABT, ADP or paychecks, like those are publicly traded companies that obviously are always trying to figure out a way to not just get disrupted or lose their recurring revenue. So how do you, you know, compete right. against that? Um, competition is good. Uh, it makes you better, makes you faster. Um, but mm-hmm. but how are those conversations gone?
1: I love your questions. So paychecks, we had them as our back office um, engine for a year, and we learned very quickly that they're they're not the best. I'm going to be politically correct. They're not the best partner. Um, they were not recommended to us by anyone. Everyone said no, 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 no. Please don't use them. But they were the only ones that took a chance on us. Um, so we we partnered with them. They gave us a great deal. the The service level was terrible, and the. The fees that they were charging and kind of nickel and diming and all of that was not something that we would wish on anybody. And so from an integrity perspective and from a customer service level, all of our fees are transparent and simple. When we would call them, they would say, we don't know why you guys were charged $13.65 for the last 12 months. Like There was no connectivity within the organization. Ours is simple. If you've got a question, we have an answer. We only have one fee. It's $12. There's nothing else that you need to worry about. They also, so ADP and paychecks, like you said, great, huge companies, uh, lots of infrastructure. What we also do that they don't do is we keep the costs really low. They, you get everything bundled together for us. Whereas ADP and paychecks, you have to pay extra for the time clock, You have to pay extra for the HR service. You have to pay extra to get your payroll processed. You have to pay extra, get your W-2s delivered at the end of the year. You have to pay extra for all of that, which ends up being a very expensive endeavor and then, if you want them to become the employer of record, it's a higher fee than that, right? And so, for us, it's no contest. we We now know that we know that we know we're going to deliver better service. We're going to deliver that quality customer service you talked about in the beginning. And our fees are so much simpler that it's it's so easy for anyone to understand,
0: yeah. I, I love when uh, whether it's like T-Mobile or um uh, when it, cricket or something, you know I say like, check your AT&T bill or check your T-Mobile bill and like see how much they're actually charging you. Nobody ever checks. They just get, you know, right? an auto debit or like a, a summary email. And then you think like, I don't think that number's right, but I don't even know who to call or if they even pick up, you know, and I don't want to move my cell phone uh, again. Right. So it probably takes a while, but once someone's on it, they're like, wow, you just saved a lot of frustration and you've also simplified what right. uh, my whole business is. Um, Last question: When somebody does leave um, a company, how do they get off boarded? And what if they go to one of your one of the company's competitors and actually happen to be on your system? Um, I'm just wondering how that how that would work because I I I think at some point as this gets executed, you could maybe take an employee, your one of your employees, effectively, and just move them into a new chain of like okay, you worked at Crunch Fitness. Now you work at LA Fitness. And basically, I've got your whole employee profile. Does does that happen yet?
1: Um, It has not happened yet. It can happen. It's like I said, if you're a multi-unit franchise owner, you can move them across. However, if I have done something egregious, I can be canceled on the Band of Hands platform. So then I'm not viewable or visible to anyone else. Interesting. Yeah. And so we've got these stickers. So we're, yeah, we're in 11 different states right now. we're growing as our clients are asking us to grow. We've got these stickers you put on your, on your door. If you've got like a client facing, you know, window or whatever, and a worker can walk up, scan their, scan that QR code that's on that sticker that says we hire with band of hands yeah, and they can walk in and clock in. Right. Because if, so if you can be a bartender at night and a Pilates instructor during the day, anywhere on the planet, as long as they're with band of hands. And so, that's the flexibility and seamless mobility of the people across our platform. But hiring and firing, we do all of that. And if again, if it's egregious, you're going to get zero stars, and we're going to remove you from the platform. We won't be able to work on our platform.
0: Got it. Interesting. It's a good question. Thanks. Um, so you're going to be at Ursa. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about the team that you built, and um, and then how people can find out about you.
1: The team that we built, we have 12 internal folks. We've got some uh IT folks. We've got our visionary leader, Aziz Badra. Uh, we've got our customer service liaison manager. We've got a, a COO behind the scenes that's making everything work. <laughs> so we have a great team behind us. We, uh, we've got a great marketing person, too. Uh, yes, we're going to be at IRSA. You guys can get a hold of us. My phone number is really easy 619 619- 244 Email is simply eve at bandofhands.com. And of course, the website is bandofhands.com.
0: Sounds great. So look forward to meeting in person. I think this is a great podcast for people to think outside the box. And then if they want to uh, move into this disruptive business model and be one of the first to do that, um, sounds like the floodgates are about to open, but seems like this solves a lot of frustrations for a lot of people, um, reduces cost, and we always harp on what your unit economics are. If you can optimize your unit economics, then you're more likely to get more capital. Um, so we're laser focused on that and think about, you know, what your real assets are in the company because your employees are your assets, but you don't necessarily have to own them, um, given this new business model. So, um, you'll have more money for marketing, more money for education, um, and for building your community. So, Eve, love what you're doing. Thank David for panting and telling me we got to get on, on board with the band of hands. And um, look forward to, uh, to seeing you down in San Diego.
1: Sounds awesome. Thanks to you guys. Take care.
0: Right, see you soon. Great. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.